welcome to the Post-Christian Podcast. Our goal is to reframe, simplify, and focus on our mission to make disciples in a post-Christian culture. We discuss reaching new people and raising up leaders while removing the barriers of churchianity. I'm Eric Bryant, one of the executive pastors at Gateway Church in Austin, author of Not Like Me, and resource provider at ericbryant.org. In this introduction, I wanted to share with you my heart behind this podcast. I grew up in the 1980s in the suburban town of Bedford, Texas, outside of Fort Worth. It was a lot like The Stranger Things, only there were no Demogorgons. But it was incredibly homogenous. Everyone had a church they went to. Everyone was assumed to be a Christian. And in the midst of that, I came to faith, a genuine faith, I would say, at about the age of 17. But it was very inauthentic. I remember it became very evident to me that something was off. There was a girl in our youth group who got pregnant. She disappeared for a few months and came back. And no one ever talked about it. She had a baby in the nursery. She would go pick up after youth group. But we never talked about it in youth group. We never talked about it as a church. And I remember thinking, does everyone else know what happened here? Shouldn't we be talking about this? Shouldn't we be helping her? Shouldn't we be, I don't know, doing something about this? I went off to college and discovered some really authentic followers of Jesus. I mean, these were men and women who really wanted to make a difference in the world. And it was about that time that I discovered had a desire to go to India, somewhere where the people had never heard about Jesus. Whereas my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, she wanted to be a missionary in Mexico. We weren't sure how this was going to work out. There are not a lot of Indians in Mexico or Mexicans in India, but we fell in love. And about that time, we were invited to go to Seattle. So that's where we went. We'd never been to Seattle until the day we arrived. We were I'd been offered a job, but before time to move, I was informed that the funding had not come through, but we moved anyway. And we had a remarkably challenging time for four years planting a church in one of the most unchurched cities in America. In the process, though, we did see people come to faith. And I was a part of a church that was diverse, very different than what I grew up with, and even different than what I'd experienced in Waco as a youth pastor, where the church I was part of was older and Caucasian, but all the kids that I was reaching out to and getting to know and investing in were young, of course, but also from Hispanic or African-American backgrounds. But this church, we caught glimpses of what could be. We had this event on Thursday night called Seen It, Done It, Been There. It was a seeker service, but unfortunately no one was seeing it, doing it, or coming there. We had four senior pastors the four years that I was there, and I was one of them. A co-pastor at age 24, far too young. But even still, we caught a glimpse of what could be. About that time, I discovered a connection between the Latino world and the Muslim world. See, my wife has a Spanish degree, and really wanted to go to Mexico, but I thought of Spain. Instead of India, why don't we go to Spain where we could reach Muslims who have immigrated to Spain. And Spain had been a Muslim country for 800 years. There's a lot of similarities culturally, linguistically. And so we started talking to a mission agency and they seemed open to the idea. 
But then we told them we wanted to go to Mosaic for at least a couple of years. We wanted to volunteer at this church in Los Angeles that was reaching people and two years later sending them off to the Middle East as missionaries. Well, the mission agency didn't want to send us in two years. They wanted to send us right then. And so we declined. Our plan was originally to go to Granada, Spain, where the Alhambra is located. It's a Muslim palace. And work with immigrants who spoke Spanish. But instead, in Los Angeles, volunteering as I was at the beginning, I was eventually asked to help with the teenagers. And so in helping with the high school students, I remember Erwin asking me, Erwin McManus, the pastor there, would I also start helping with junior high? And I agreed, but asked if I could also start something for college students. It was after that that I was really able to discover, I think, what I'm called to do, starting campuses. We ended up with seven campuses all across California. Some of them were church plants that had struggled, and some were actual new initiatives. But eventually I began overseeing all the guys doing what I loved to do, which was leading these campuses. I could have seen myself in Los Angeles for the rest of my life. I mean, we loved our time there. Irwin and the team, of course his family, the Mosaic family, was just an incredible blessing to us. And we were the only Caucasian family on our street, and our kids were the only white kids in their class, and we felt accepted and loved. I was the only white, bald guy who ended up serving as an elder at the church. It was a diverse community. It was an incredibly creative community. I will forever be grateful for my time at Mosaic, almost 13 years. Ironically, even though we never did make it to Spain, to live in Granada, where the Alhambra is located. We did live in a town called Alhambra. Our kids played baseball at Granada Park, and the mascot for the local high school was the Moors, the Fighting Muslims. We had the right idea, but the wrong continent. And while we were there, we saw Muslims come to faith. We took Latinos on trips to Barcelona and to Madrid to help them reach immigrants And we also reached people from Iran while living in Los Angeles, people from Malaysia. Just this idea of being able to reach the nations, it was such an incredible season of our life. Even still, we felt a calling to Austin. I had no desire to move back to Texas and been resistant for a long time, but then God began to speak to me and it became obvious to all of us this was where we were called to be. So in December 2010, we moved to Austin. Now, Austin is a very unique place. It is a really blue dot and a red state. It's incredibly liberal and progressive, and it's a mission field. Only 13% of Austin attends church. Near us on our street every Sunday is Hippie Church, which is where they sing songs by the Eagles with their tambourines. On South Congress, there's Joe's Coffee Shop that has Sinner's Brunch on Sundays. It's a post-Christian, anti-Christian city. And even still, as I've been serving at Gateway in South Austin, which is where the phrase, Keep Austin Weird, originated, in fact, it's been known as a church planter's graveyard. When we moved here, I was just amazed at how really liberal and progressive the people were. When 2016 came around, 
my zip code, 85% of those that live here voted for Hillary Clinton. And it doesn't mean the other 15% voted for Donald Trump either. A lot of libertarians and Green Party folks. But we have discovered that people need Jesus even in the post-Christian world. And we have the opportunity to share with them in a fresh and new way. I've discovered something so different than what I grew up with. And in many ways, it's, it's building on that foundation, but it's so much better. I feel like my head and my heart have connected in a way that I could never have imagined. So much healing has happened. Just a, a deeper understanding of the message of the scriptures from Genesis 1 to Revelation, that this idea of God's love for all nations is evident throughout the book. He wants every person, no matter what they look like, no matter where they may be from, no matter their spiritual background, to experience his love, that they might find him, and his name is Jesus. What we've discovered is being in a post-Christian environment enables us to communicate the message of Jesus and disciple people in a really unique way. It's something that I know in your part of the world you're probably wrestling with as well. And so what I've done is brought together friends of mine and people I want to learn from, some in America, some in post-Christian cities around the world. Plus, we'll be including some interviews that I've done in the past, a project I did called the Church Growth Summit, as well as a project I did with Rob Overholt called Start Good Things. And in these interviews, my hope is that you'll discover more of what you need to be effective to refocus, to simplify our mission to make disciples in our post-Christian world. When I was a kid, I idolized Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Andy Kaufman. Rather unlikely combination. You may not know who Andy Kaufman is. He was a comedian. He was on the TV show Taxi, and then for some reason he became a wrestler. He loved the crowd booing him as he wrestled women and denigrated women. That's not the part I wanted to emulate. I wanted to grow up to be someone who was an activist, someone who stood up for those who were oppressed, those who faced injustice, but I also wanted to make people laugh. As an adult, I discovered in writing a book called Not Like Me, which we just republished a new version in 2020, Subtitles, Learning to Love, Serve, and Influence Our Divided World. But in it, I share ridiculous stories about my own journey of growing up in American churchianity, the hypocrisy, being judgmental and angry, and, and really the, the growth of experiencing something incredibly different. I've realized that I am an activist standing up for the rights of those who don't yet believe, advocating for the removal of all barriers that Christians might put up between people who are searching and God. It's really a privilege to be serving in Austin at Gateway South. In fact, our campus has been a campus planting campus as we sent out a central Austin group and a group to Buda and Soon we'll be sending out another to Dripping Springs. We sent out a a campus pastor that was on our staff to help us plant in Pflugerville. And so I'm here to have conversations 
and I hope you'll join with me as we seek to become more effective in making disciples in our post-Christian culture.